Section 21 of Short Stories from Locomotive Engineers Journal, Volume 52. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Short Stories from Locomotive Engineers Journal, Volume 52, by Various. Over the Wire, by Warren Miller. There is no more favorable opportunity for young people of opposite sex to poke fun at each other other than over a telephone or telegraph wire. There is a fascination in operating from behind a shield, rendering one invisible. A girl will delight to say things to a man who can't see her and doesn't know who she is. I was a telegraph operator when a young man, and I noticed this disposition in many a girl operator with whom I talked over the wire. I am a matter-of-fact sort of a fellow myself, and I doubt if it would ever have occurred to me to bamboozle a girl in this fashion, had not the girl shown a disposition to bamboozle me. She who first tried it was an operator at a station about twenty miles away from me. I was in the town of M., while the girl was out at G., a way-station some twenty miles distant in the country. She had more time on her hands than I, and I suppose that is what set her on to quizzing me. She started in one night, about nine o'clock, after taking a message from me, beginning by asking me what was going on in town, how I liked M., if there was any fun going on there, and expressing her dislike at being compelled to live in a little way-station like G., from this we fell to talking about ourselves, and naturally, as persons of opposite sex at that age invariably do, finally drifted on to love and marriage. From love and marriage in general, we dropped into specialties, at last narrowing the topic down to ourselves. The girl led me along in the channel she laid out herself, till I admitted that, marriage being a lottery, I would about as lief marry a girl I had no knowledge of as one I had met and loved. All I required was to know that the girl I was to marry possessed a fair amount of good looks. One thing led to another, till it was arranged that she should mail me her photograph, and I should send her mine. Then if we were mutually pleased, we might proceed further toward forming an acquaintance with a view to matrimony." the next day i looked over my stock of photographs not of myself but of my friends and selecting one of sam atkins the best-looking fellow in the lot i sent it to the girl sam was off at the spanish-american war at the time and i trusted to his getting shot or dying of disease so that i might not get into trouble by passing him off for myself in return i received a picture of a rather pretty girl who I judged from her features was full of mischief, the very one to get up just such a complication as we were entering upon. Upon her lips was an engaging smile, and in her eyes a very saucy look. After that the wires began to warm up with our conversations, till at last they came to a white heat with love passages. When we had fired a lot of such missiles at each other, we began to talk about meeting. At my proposal to go to see her, she cooled down a bit, and it was easy to see that her exuberance was the result of fighting behind a masked battery. I made several propositions to go to see her on a certain day and hour, but for every time I set, 
she gave some reason why it would be inconvenient or impossible for her to receive me at last it occurred to me to go up and look her over without an appointment never having seen me she wouldn't know me so one day having secured a leave i started to see my charmer on arrival i walked up into the village and on the street met my girl whom i recognized at once by her photograph i followed her into several shops and finally into a yellow house that stood back from the street she went into the house and having waited half an hour for her to come out i concluded she lived there i knew a man in the place tom foster and hunting him up told him that there was a girl in the town i wished to know he said there was going to be a dance that evening and all the girls in the place would be there he would take me with him and if he knew the girl i wished to meet he would introduce me i thought that an excellent plan since it would give me the advantage of keeping my affairs to myself i could obtain an introduction to different girls without my introducer knowing the one i was especially interested in that evening i went with foster to the hall where the dance was to take place he asked about the girl i wished to know and why i wished to know her and all that but i evaded his questions i didn't propose to let the girl herself know that i was the fellow she had been making love to over the wire at least till i had learned all about her she was there sure enough looking as pretty as a picture a brunette with a profusion of jet black hair a stately figure and as mischievous an eye as ever i saw in a woman when i first saw her she was talking with another girl about her own age and that i might not give myself away to foster i asked him to introduce me to the other girl she proved to be miss ellen ormsby a staid young woman whom i found rather hard to talk to i asked her who was the girl she was with when i was introduced to her and she said she was agnes miller and taking the hint offered to introduce me i accepted and was introduced i don't think i ever chuckled so in my life as when i found myself incognito chatting with the girl whom i had been saying soft things to over the wire i made up my mind to stave off the denouement as long as possible not for the world would i give her any clue to my identity by the slightest reference to what had passed between us and as to letting her know even i was a telegraph operator nothing would tempt me to risk giving away the whole thing by doing so i danced several times with agnes miller and once with her friend ellen ormsby i concluded to go slow with miss miller but i got in a number of compliments and several looks indicating my admiration for her when i left her to catch my train which i did before the dance had ended i pressed her hand and received a slight pressure in return very soon after this i received a shock at the return of sam adkins the spanish war was over and sam had come home in excellent health and handsome as ever what disconcerted me was that in some way i having sent my girl his photograph he might spoil my fun but on second thought it occurred to me that there was no likelihood of this since she was so far from both of us he did give me a scare one evening when he came to my room and seeing a new and pretty face among the photographs on my table began to quiz me he declared he would scour the country round till he discovered the original of the picture 
on my return from g i resumed my telegraphic chat with her enjoying it far more than before from having made her acquaintance it was very amusing to talk with her having seen her while i was still unknown to her except through sam adkins photograph she continued to complain of the dullness of g so i concluded to ask her to come to town and go with me to the theatre this would let her into the secret of my having sent her another man's photograph but i must let that out some time and there was no especial reason for delay she accepted the invitation with alacrity and appointed a night i procured a couple of seats and wrote her that i would meet her at the station and take her from there to the theatre she would know me by a bit of orange ribbon worn in my buttonhole to keep up the fraud till her arrival i asked her to carry a few violets in her left hand when miss miller alighted from the train and saw me whom she had met before with an orange ribbon in my buttonhole she stood still for a moment then simply remarking that we had met before and i had deceived her about the photograph we left the station and since it was a summer evening and an hour must elapse before the play would begin we walked to a park or central square and sat down on one of the benches she then reproved me mildly for sending her the wrong photograph but said she didn't mind that since she had made my acquaintance at g when we entered the theatre and took our seats but few people had arrived we enjoyed ourselves chatting about our telegraphic correspondence and watching the audience come in suddenly my heart stood still who should enter and take the two seats in the next row in front of us but sam adkins and miss miller's friend whom i had met at g ellen ormsby the expression on their faces was to say the least peculiar smiles were struggling to assert themselves which the three were endeavoring to suppress i cast a hasty glance at my companion and saw her eyes fairly dance with a mingled delight mischief and triumph i knew at once that the game i had been playing had not only been discovered but had been turned against me sam you rascal i exclaimed you're a traitor to your own sex my remark occasioned a burst of laughter from the whole party except myself come i said explain the matter at this moment the orchestra struck up the overture and in ten minutes more the curtain rose my tormentors forced me to wait till the end of the first act before giving me an explanation then my companion said nellie ormsby is a telegraph operator at the g station and has been your correspondent she sent you my photograph with my consent instead of her own and having no more confidence in you in such a matter than herself did not believe the likeness you sent her was your own she went to m taking the photograph with her and a mutual friend of hers and mr adkins there told her that it was his picture before leaving town she saw you at work at your instrument and knew that you were her correspondent then mr adkins returned from the war she went again to m to make his acquaintance and told him the secret meanwhile you had gone to g and the moment you entered the ballroom nelly recognized you she saw your attention fixed on me and introduced you your enjoyment in the part you were playing gave us double what was evident in you when your invitation came we decided to spring the joke on you here at the theatre 
we wrote mr adkins to find out if possible where our seats were and get two more near them this he learned through you so you see that when a man sets himself up to outwit a girl he must sharpen his own wits on a whetstone it was all plain enough now i acknowledged myself beaten and after the play invited the party to the best supper that could be obtained there is a sequel to this story but not to be given here the gist of it is that i paired off with miss miller and sam with miss ormsby End of section 21